0: Dawn of Mantis is brought to you by Redbeard Sound. Redbeard Sound provides music production, audio editing, and live sound engineering, and is where Dawn of Mantis records our podcast. You can find Sam's information on our website, dawnofmantis.com, or at redbeardsound.com. Ever since the earth has circled the sun, there have been fantastic tales of wonder and mystery that the faint of heart dare not discuss. But two brave, uninformed souls have the brass to tackle every extraordinary happenstance from the modern age to the dawn of mantis.
1: Welcome to Dawn of Mantis, a variety podcast. This is our mini Mantis. This is where we talk a little less time, probably thirty minutes or so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on a on a kind of a more brief topic. Usually, we don't go into anything any in, in in depth, right?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be funny if the episode was about underwear? That's what was I was a just
2: thinking. Brief
1: topic. It I was, was gonna say what for the looms, hangs? <laughs> We're connected, um, buddy. Mostly brief. Uh, yeah, no, that's good. That's a good. His name's Calvin Klein. <laughs> <laughs> back to the future reference, uh, which we do most weeks. <laughs> yeah. Love that. Hey, there's actually a thing. I'm gonna plug something that's super famous. On Discovery Plus, there's a guy that does the show called Expeditions Unknown. Uh huh. And he's about to do a series. I think it's coming out pretty soon where it's all about back to the future. So he's oh. kind of shifted and he and he has a whole bunch of cameos. There's actually Doc Brown. So that's probably already out if you if you have that's that. awesome. So I can't wait to watch it. Because that guy's cool anyway, but it's obviously he's just gonna nerd out and we're back to the future for an hour, <laughs> which is amazing. I watched anything. I watched I did watch if you guys haven't watched the documentary about rebuilding the A car from the movie. There's a documentary about some guys getting it and it's just trash. The and, car? Yeah, and they actually pick a bunch of people that have made their own DeLoreans. Uh, time machine, DeLorean, and they go through it and fix everything. And they talk about how it's set on the back lot. That thing set on the back lot with the windows down. It did. Yeah. How could something so important? I mean, that's almost as bad as horse racing. <laughs> I mean, it, that, that's twice that, as much as Netflix. That no. uh, yeah, that car set in the sun in the rain and parts degraded. And I mean, it belongs in a museum. Well, no, obviously yes. that is so strange because. It's not like
0: Back to the Future was, uh, uh, you know, hated at first and then it was later. No, it, was always, it was huge yeah. from
1: day one. So why would they put that thing right outside and, and not care about it? In, in, the, in the late 80s, or, well, probably early 90s to 2000s, like you could go and, and you could set in it and people would steal things from it and stuff. Oh my God. One, and here's a big teaser for the show. There's a part that was stolen that they got back years later. That they needed, like something they really were gonna have trouble recreating. You know someone stole the flux capacitor. Uh I well the the yeah, I think they did. That might be the thing. That's what I would steal. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, but anyway, uh someone returned it when they found out they were redoing the car.
0: And then I would put it in the back of my car, and every time we went anywhere, I would start the engine and be like flux
1: capacitor, fluxing, <laughs> and then I would take off. It's like a seventy eight Ford truck it's right <laughs> behind the seat. Uh, It didn't fit in here. Of course it does. (laughs) Wait till I hit 48 miles per hour, isn't it? No, it won't make it. It won't make it
2: here. Did you know you can go on O'Reilly's? Oh, no way. How much is
1: that? There's a flux. You can buy a
2: flux flux? capacitor. Oh, my God. You're kidding me. So if you're listening, um, go to O'ReillyAuto.com and just type in part number 121G. Oh. (laughs)
0: 121 gigawatts. Gigawatts.
2: <laughs> that is so cool. Man, so, the yeah, science computer. If you, if you look down here in the uh, in the description.
0: Detailed description, yes. Oh. Oh, wait, wait. I'm going to read it. Time travel at your own risk. Plutonium <laughs> is required to properly create, operate the flux capacitor. That's so awesome. Where are you supposed to get that?
2: Your local yeah. drugstore? You get it from the Libyans. <laughs> Material <laughs> compatibility, plutonium, working speed, miles per hour, 88. 88. <laughs> Maximum power, 121 gigawatts.
1: That's so awesome.
2: I Imagine love if, that you that in,
1: if it really existed, you go in and buy an alternator and get it home, open the box, and it's a flux capacitor. <laughs> God I'd dang it. go with it. I'm going to put it where the alternator goes. I it do not work.
0: I want to charge my battery not go back to the industrial revolution.
1: <laughs> God damn O'Reilly's. What is this? What is this? Japanese father? <laughs> yeah, I can see some redneck being mad. Oh, for sure, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what superstitions are we gonna talk about? Damn, that's, that's awesome that you, you found did that, that.
2: Same family. thing last week. I just love that song. I know, man. It's
0: so good. Oh, and I have to get I know Hannah's gonna listen to this, so I gotta say, uh Ivan, you do have a flux capacitor. Oh that yeah. Was, that yeah. was
1: constructed by your daughter. My daughter made one. It's really cool. It's awesome. It, yeah, she made it for my birthday. Um, it's real, like, it's, like, made out of stuff from Hobby Lobby, like, um, um, those, what are those pipe cleaner things? Oh, yeah, And yeah. it's, like, hot glue and paint and stuff. It's yeah. really cool. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it looks really cool.
0: Dang it, she even beat me on my, uh, with that, for your 40th, I think, uh, mm-hmm. the MST3K
1: theater that we built. Yeah, I still uh, have that. I saved it. I, I didn't throw that away, and it, it's, it had... And it had 40 suckers in it and it said 40 sucks. Yeah. And the suckers were like the audience. Yeah. Nice. But then the Mystery Science Theater robots and then the. You did a, what? You did. Mantos, the hands Was of fate. Yeah, the hands of Was it Mantos? Manos. Manos. Manos, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hands yeah. of
0: Fate, which is a classic episode. Yeah, and it's the cutout of them pointing at it and we made a. Anyway, it's a whole it's thing. It's awesome. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I need to put that.
1: You, know, you need to post that on Twitter or something.
0: So, yes, tonight. We're talking about superstitions again because there are so many of them. Yeah, we, there are. We have to do several. So, this one, let's get started. Step on a crack and you break your oh, mind. Back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This superstition has been around quite a while, and there are a couple of possible origins for this one as well. One has it dating back to the folklore of Europeans and early American settlers who believed that the spaces inside cracks in the floor, walls, ground, or anywhere else could be occupied by evil spirits. Does that include the butt crack? It said any crack. (laughs) It it applies to you. Martha. (laughs) Oh, Martha, pull your skirt back up.
1: Ye may release a demon from ye. (laughs) Yeah, and you wouldn't want to step on it either. No, No, ouch. Yeah. I will say this. Here's Here's kind of a mini rant since this is a mini mantis. Um, I walk a lot. I'm in these step challenges with my activity watch. Not yeah. to brag. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I win a lot. I win a lot. It's mainly just because I'm so competitive. Mr.
0: 28,000
1: steps over here. I got 38,000 one day. Oh, but uh, yeah. Anyway, you d- get it right. Get it right, <laughs> sir. But I will say, if they really didn't want you to step in the, the crack of the sidewalk, they need to actually me- uh, measure the average man's stride or they have average person's stride because cause I don't try to skip it, but sometimes I get in this frame of mind where I do, and it makes you walk weird. You take really <laughs> weird steps. Like at the very end, it's like, oh, i got to take either a giant step or a big step. <laughs> I can't walk normal stride, so yeah. so l- let's get that right. Let's fix that to where if that were, which it's not, but if it did make a difference, I mean, I'm like breaking backs here. I'm yeah. just trying to walk. <laughs> and not hurt my mom. That's right. That's not right, and I
0: don't know if that extends to the butt crack. I don't know. We need to do some research on that. Cracks a crack, man. I think I've had some evil spirits come out of mine. <laughs> yeah, my wife made second that. one. <laughs> seven,
1: seven. We have oh, to be. Oh, okay. Not eight. <laughs> We're both like if we throw out a number, about one of us <laughs> Just to get it right. <laughs> but you, but you, you're you're way more nice about it because you actually whittled it down a little bit. That's I cool. did. I, I'm, if anything, I'm honest now. Yeah. Okay. Good. 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 <laughs>
0: Uh, stepping on or touching said cracks could anger or even release them. There's Ooh. so many ass jokes here, <laughs> and once they and once free, they'd go straight for your family. Ooh!
1: And step on a crack, and you'll break your mother's back. Some, Same thing in your house when you let one go. That goes straight for your family. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who released some evil spirits from ye
0: vertical crack? Sam's just staring at me dead eyed right now. Like, I don't sometimes I get them, sometimes why I don't. The,
1: why the accent, though?
0: I don't, I, just because <laughs> I don't know. Because this took place uh, in early American settlers in Europe, Oh, there you go. European. I like it. I like, yeah, very good cover. <laughs> Some believe further that the number of cracks you stepped on represented the number of bones your poor mother would have broken. Hmm. There was apparently a companion rhyme to this one that went step on a line and you'll break your father's spine. Okay. Whoa. But I guess that one Dang didn't it. catch on.
1: Now you're going to mess with my
0: head again yeah. when I'm walking. Step on the wall and you bust your father's ball.
1: No. There's, I'm trying to think of some better ones. That's like if you're doing parkour, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> stepping on a wall.
0: <laughs> Step on a rock and you'll break your father's... Okay. Anyway. However, there are other <laughs> variations of the superstition that claim stepping on a crack will actually break a witch's back. Oh, yeah. That's why I do it. And sometimes even the devil's back. Oh, breaks the devil's back. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. There's yet another far less harmless one that says stepping on a crack will cause it to to rain. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the next one, lucky rabbit's foot. People in Western Europe were carrying around the foot of a hare thousands of years ago because they believed the limb was imbued with magical properties.
1: Not for the rabbit. <laughs> he had a rough day that day. Um,
0: this soon grew to include the rabbit's foot as well. Uh, one particular tribe, uh, people believed that they were descended from hares and worshipped the animals and carried parts of them for luck. <laughs> the foot was particularly lucky. It was a phallic symbol, a totem that represented not only good fortune, but also increased fertility and a bountiful harvest. That
1: makes sense because, of the you know, the rabbit's multiplying. Oh, like crazy. Yeah. Let's get it
0: on. Okay. And then there were... Celtic tribes who believed rabbits spent so much time underground that they could communicate with gods and spirits. Okay. Who, who I thought lived in cracks, but no, now they live underground. This crevice
1: is more of a crevice.
0: Crev- and more of a crevasse. Crevasse. Yes. Oh, let
1: say that with your pinky out.
0: <laughs> Little Junior, stop digging in your crevasse. It's <laughs> unsightly. <laughs> the practice persisted and can be found in literature throughout the 1500s as a way to ward off aches and pains. Oh. However, the rabbit's foot is also a sacred object in hoodoo, the power of the babe.
1: Hoodoo, yep. hoodoo. You thought mm-hmm. that too? Vibrant. Yep.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: I forgot about that.
0: Well, hoodoo is a belief that was created by African-American slaves. And the easiest way to explain it is hoodoo is, a, uh, picture a huge melting pot. And you toss in a generous amount of African folk legend, a dash of European tradition, and even a sprinkle of Native American medicine practices. Isn't it was that, kind of you a, the rabbit's foot, is you know what you're saying, right? Something like that that gives you hoodoo. Um, hoodoo practitioners would commonly use rabbit's feet, which some believe was the severed foot of a shape-shifted witch and soil from a graveyard in their rituals. Dust from a good person's grave kept away evil, while dust from a sinner's grave was used for darker
1: purposes. Hmm. I thought everyone was a sinner, though.
0: Yeah, you're born a sinner.
1: Yeah, that's what I grew up learning. Yeah, everyone's
0: born a sinner. And I'll tell you one thing, I've known a lot of good boys that went to hell. (laughs) You can be a good person, help people all your life, go to the soup kitchen, donate your time, do everything perfect, but if you haven't kneeled at the altar, you will burn in hell for eternity.
1: And that's kneelt. Knelt. K-N-I-L-T. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Uh, speaking of, back to rabbit, the rabbit's foot, are you still going on that? Yeah. So I had one when I was a kid, and I remember I was a young, very young, very young. And then it had the little metal thing and the mm-hmm. the keychain yeah. that yeah. Lo- that looks similar to the thing you turn off your ceiling yes. fan with. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so one day I was just like playing with that. It broke. And then like I always I guess I thought it was fake when I was a kid. I thought it was like fake. But then there's that nub. <laughs> it's like, and I'm like, and then I, was, I just remember throwing it down. Like, oh, this is a real thing. It's like some rabbit had to die for this. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe he's limping around somewhere. <laughs> That's way better. <laughs>
2: There's a three footed rabbit out there somewhere.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's the back leg. That's two legs are r- super powerful. Was so yours, it's lost was one. Yours...
2: White. Oh. oh, so it was you. My, white. I had one and it was like red. It was like dyed red. I had one that was dyed like pink, I think. Yeah. yeah or something. Oh, or some yeah. Weird color. I remember those too. Just weird colored. Yeah.
1: Didn't you win them at the fair? No, I, I can't remember either. where I got Seems mine. Like that's I where I got either. mine. But yeah. yeah
2: I, I know exactly what we're talking about about the little, like, kind of keychain thing. Yeah. But it is, like, the little beaded, uh, like, what hangs down from your fan, you know, the
1: pull chain, <laughs> yep. your fan pull chain, yep. yeah. Yeah, and that's not made well because I exposed the nub. Mm. You should never expose the nub. No, 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 you <laughs> shouldn't. In most, you know, in most every scenario, you shouldn't. Yeah, if you ever the question is in your mind, should I expose the nub? No, it's <laughs> not. <laughs> and that might be another good band name. Expose the We're nub? We're exposed the nub. <laughs> Another one from uh, another episode. When Yeah, never mind. I don't want to go there. So keep going. Sorry.
0: Well, Expose the Nub, I think, was the opener for Seeming at the Scene. Okay.
1: Oh, they, yeah, they are. They, they're very good opener. <laughs> I don't think they're going to make it as far, though. That's not quite as good. <laughs> they better have some tasty licks. As the lucky rabbit's <laughs> foot, <fun. laughs> superstition has grown. It seems there
0: have been more rules added to it. For instance, some say that the left rear foot of the rabbit is the luckiest. Okay. But the left rear foot of a rabbit killed in a cemetery is even luckier. Ooh. Better yet, the left rear foot of
1: a rabbit killed in a cemetery
0: on a full moon is even luckier.
1: What? what this all sounds like a SpongeBob episode. Yeah. <laughs> this sounds like something Mr. Krabs is telling <laughs> SpongeBob for some kind of shenanigans. No, that's true. That's,
0: that's, yeah.
1: If you can catch a rabbit in a cemetery on a full moon... You're good. Catch that sucker and cut his foot off.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Wait, wait. I'm I'm writing that down.
0: <laughs> there begin to be stipulations as to how lucky the rabbit's foot was, um, depending on when, where, or even how the rabbit was killed. And for some reason, if your rabbit's foot was associated in any way with uh, the dead body of a criminal, you just won the lucky rabbit's foot jackpot. <laughs> According to 20th century folklorist Noble Niles Puckett. Noble Niles Puckett at your service. Noble Niles Puckett. There's no way he didn't talk like that. No, yeah, he did. For sure. The more... This is a quote from him, so I have to read it like that. The more wicked the person is who is dead, the more effective the charm associated with his remains. (laughs) During Grover Cleveland's 1884 election campaign, he was said to have received the foot of a rabbit that had been killed on the grave of Wild West outlaw jesse james
1: right on top of the grave right on top of it stay still i'm gonna kill you (laughs) by the way he won that election and became president coincidence i think not it could have been that an overwhelming overwhelming majority preferred that candidate over his opponent but no it's probably the foot poppycock (laughs) it's the foot get out of here with that get out of here with that haberdashery wait that election
0: was stolen place where you sell clothes so man i found out so this is kind of Related to the rabbit's foot and it is so freaking gross and badass. Uh oh. Have you ever heard of a hand of glory? No. And no, that's not on like an X rated film or something. You ever never heard of a hand of glory? I was hoping you hadn't. Okay.
1: Ready? (laughs) Ivan's what? Go ahead. I I can't wait. (laughs) Can't wait for it. You can't wait for the hand of glory. Well, I just can't wait for the explanation. I'm gonna say I can't wait for the hand of glory. (laughs) (laughs) until i know what it is don't make me guess (laughs) in short the hand of glory was the severed
0: dried and pickled hand of a criminal who'd been hanged in the gallows oh google it sam you can actually find pictures of them it was believed a hand of glory could render any person motionless if wielded correctly and also had the power to unlock doors so a locksmith just had a bucket of hand of glories.
1: If you pulled out of your pocket a dead man's hand, I would be motionless for <laughs> a few minutes. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be speechless. No. Where did you get that? That's like pocket pull from beyond the grave.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Um. <laughs> but you couldn't just sever and jar up any old criminal's hand it was far more specific than that okay yeah that'd be too easy it was, it was usually the left hand unless it was known which hand the person had committed their crime with like
1: which hand held the knife that killed the victim or whatever well then why would it be the left hand most people are right-handed they're going to kill people with their dominant hand they're, i'm oh wait i can't, can't bring logic into I, yeah i don't know the rule of thumb aha! i'm sorry didn't mean to, was
0: it was the left hand unless you knew the hand that did the deed of their crime. Hmm. So like if he shot the guy with his right hand, you'd do that one. Um, the exact process on how to make a hand of glory is described in detail in, Go, I think it's Grelot de Gervry's 1722 book Petit Albert. Okay. I'm going to tell the audience how to make a hand of glory. Okay. It goes as follows. Step one. Take... What was this guy. He was French. Take the right or left hand of a felon who is hanging from a gibbet beside the highway. Wrap it in part of a funeral, bell, and so wrap a squeeze it well. Then put it in earthenware vessel with zimat. niter,
1: salt, and long peppers. The whole well powdered. Can anyone understand what the hell I'm saying? Uh, uh, well, it's weird. I was l- watching you say that, and I was waiting for little white words to pop <laughs> To appear <laughs> under you. You know? I didn't have
2: the closed caption turned on, Ivan.
1: Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> I always turn that off on the remote. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh,
1: sorry. I got it on now. Keep going. Leave it in the vessel for a
0: fortnight. Then take it out and expose it to full sunlight during the dog days until it becomes quite dry. If the sun is not strong enough, put it in an oven with thern and vervain. Next, make a kind of candle from the fat. Of a gibbeted villain, virgin wax, sesame, and pony, and use the hand of glory as a candlestick to hold this candle when lighted. And then those in every place into which you go with this bane. I think I went like almost Spanish at the end. So they make a candle holder out of it? Yeah, and the candle wax is rendered from the
1: human fat of the criminal. If we did that now, we would make it like a phone holder. You know that, right? <laughs> we would go to bed at night with a dead man's hand holding our iPhone. <laughs> to charge? No, well, to watch like YouTube as oh. we're falling asleep. <laughs> Like I, we wouldn't, it wouldn't be a candle for no. that now. No, but how gross is it that they made the candle out of the guy's body fat, and they did it in the oven in the house? Yeah. Like, I mean, I, sometimes I don't like the way cheap pizzas smell. Could you imagine what? Like, okay, who's drying the dead hand? <laughs> this tastes like hand. My popcorn tastes like hand. No, you would. I that was in just hand.
2: waiting on him to say, "Your mother was a hamster, and your father smelled of berries.
0: Yeah, I went uh, <laughs> almost kind of like from French to Spanish at the end. But anyway, I'll... Gloria, shall punch you a second time. A thought in your general direction. I love that. I say that every, all the time. Okay, so I'm going to read the last part just as, as myself. Next, make a kind of candle from the fat of a gibbeted felon, virgin wax, sesame, and pony, and use the hand of glory as a candlestick to hold this candle when lighted, and then those in every place into which you go with this baneful instrument shall remain... Motionless. So, the proper way was to, to dry the hand and then use it as a candlestick to hold a candle made from that same criminal's body fat. And though it's not mentioned here, I also found many cases of the dead man's hair being made into the wick. They really just used every part of the body.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, when you, you, you we use every part of the buffalo when we were native, you know. So they're just go. being they're just being uh, you know conserving resources. Serve it, yes. That's very good, conservative resources. Yeah, I, what else could they use? I don't know. Ed Geen was real conservative. I mean, well, yeah. like lampshades out of people's skin, and yeah, that's true. Chair legs out of femurs, and. <laughs> Bet he didn't think about the hand thing. Probably not. He's probably. Dang it! <laughs> that's a good idea. So also got all these candles in cakes. Well, it gets grosser.
0: Okay. It's worth mentioning that in his instructions of making the candle, pony, more than likely meant horse dung. So, in other words, imagine setting on your desk a dried, dead, severed hand holding a candle made of human body fat wax and horse shit, lit by a wick of human hair.
1: Ah, I've had worse on It was my like
0: desk. the first <sighs> potpourri. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the first scented candle, right?
1: Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, Cincy should look into that. <laughs> Making some products out of dead people's parts. <sighs> yeah.
0: In case you're wondering... There is an actual Hand of Glory on display at the Whitby Museum in North Yorkshire, England. Even more displayed with it are more instructions on how to make a Hand of Glory, this time from a book published in 1823, and it reads as follows. I just had to include this. It must be cut from the body of a criminal on the gibbet, pickled in salt, and the urine of a man, woman, dog, horse, and mare.
1: Oh, all those things.
0: I think, yes, it must be the urine of a man, a woman, a dog, a horse, and a
1: mare. So, yeah. so when they were getting that all together, they tried like, you know, the urine at first just by itself. The human is like, no, that needs something else. Yeah. Get that horse over there to piss in it. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> these are, these are, <laughs> like, okay, that wasn't enough. Now when he, I don't know. Cut
0: to a montage of them mixing different urines. <laughs> I
1: need a hero, someone
0: to take me to the morning light. He like he gets it wrong and throws it's it just down, not right. And then at the very it's end, not enough types of urine. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the very end, he nails it and he gives the thumbs up.
1: And then it, yeah. <laughs> anyway. This is the combination.
0: <laughs> it's like the 23 flavors of Dr. Peppers, The 17 urines. Um, that's not all, though. After all that, uh, smoked with herbs and hay for a month. Okay. Hung on an oak tree for three nights, then laid at a crossroads, then hung on a church door for one night while the maker keeps watch on the porch. And if it be that no fear hath driven you forth from the porch... Then the hand be true one, and it be yours.
1: Wow. That's a lot of steps. Luck takes a lot of work, <laughs> right? Yes. That's why I'm not hitting at the casino. <laughs> I haven't worked at it yet. You have not. I haven't worked to be lucky.
0: It's funny, though. Speaking of casinos, Sam and I have spent many, I don't many.
1: Take in, I mean, I don't do that part. Well, no,
0: you casino. come there for the music.
1: I go for the sure thing, which is the music and the atmosphere. Yes. that's the, That's why
0: Sam and I go. But it's funny because you notice walking through the casino, do you see all the little
1: different, like, good luck things that people will do? Yeah. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. Some of that stuff they have. Yeah. Beads and all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah.
0: I watched one lady that before, every time before she would pull it, she would rub the side of it. And then she would pull it and she would rub the side of it. Like, you've done that 40 times and not
1: one. Are you sure it works? What would be funny is so you just need to walk around the casino farting. (laughs) And then there's a chance you could fart right before somebody strikes. And, the, you know, big the big money. And that's going to plant a seed in the idea of their mind, the garden of their mind. So they're going to be like, farts, jackpot. Oh, I got to fart every time. I got to fart as much as possible because the last time I won $20,000. I bet that's happened because I've crop dusted many a patron <laughs> in
0: casinos throughout my career. And
1: before I win, it's got to smell putrid near me. That's the sign. The oh, hand of glory. The, the, the fart of glory. <laughs>
0: What if you saw an old lady sit down at the machine and she pulls out a hand of glory and plop, plops oh, it on the top? Oh wow! Lights it. All right, this is my lucky hand of glory. <laughs> you can't smoke anymore. I gamble. Like, yeah, I know that's wonderful, isn't it, Sam?
1: I love it. You can breathe
0: yeah. in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not. It's a, it's not foggy anymore. No, it? we used to after we played a three hour show in the casino the next night, like or the next morning, I would wake up like, oh, yeah. you know, because yeah, I mean, I haven't smoked in like six or seven years, and when I smoked, I it
1: was, of course, obviously, you don't care but god ever since then they have a little corral where everyone has to set and do it and i don't know at that point i'd probably just quit <laughs> yeah. you know yeah the, that's outside yeah and you just kind of walk by and it's got like a little they probably improved it by now but it had like a it's like a garage for a car yeah have you seen it yeah and everyone just stands there in shame smoking yeah, yeah. i
0: tell you a hard place to smoke in was hawaii when my wife and I went to Hawaii, uh, back then we were still partaking in the tobacco. Yeah. And there is no, like, we would be walking around, everywhere is no smoking, and you could, like, walk, uh, someone would be like, six blocks down on the right, there's a little hut made out of animal <laughs> bones that you can hide in and smoke. We're like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that was kind of difficult. They got a hand of glory in there. <laughs> um, So... Uh, let's do the last one. Let's do bro- broken mirror, seven years, bad luck thing. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay. One of the most common superstitions that anyone probably thinks of is the breaking the mirror, I-, yeah. I would say. Everyone knows this one, I'm sure, but do you know where it originated from? Well, it turns out that this one goes all the way back to the Romans. Okay. They believed that every seven years, life renewed itself, and that at that time, any health problems or issues you had would be
1: fixed. Isn't that the number that that I've heard before that says that your body will um, pretty much totally regenerate itself through cell division and dead. Yes. Yeah.
0: When I did this research, I looked up articles that said both.
1: I I found an article that said
0: basically every within seven years in a seven-year cycle, you know, because our cells regenerate all the time. Yeah, they have to
1: because, yeah. That's part of living. Yeah, divide and die.
0: Yes. And so... I read that that was true, that more or less, I mean, you have some cells, like there's certain neurons, and because I actually read into this a little bit, that never di- changed. Like, okay. They're there for your whole life.
1: Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. would have to, it couldn't just be total rebuild. Right.
0: So it's kind of true, but not really. Biology
1: always been kind of my weaker out of the, all of them. It's, be, I think, because it's so much more complicated. So the Romans, yeah, they
0: believed every seven years. It's funny, though, that, that, that they kind of turned out to be right. How would they have known that all that?
1: That is anymore? funny. That is, that's, that's awesome. I, I love stuff like that. Uh, like the the Native American Three Sisters crop. You know, where you got the corn, the green beans. There's another one too. Was it was like I
0: can't potatoes th- or something, was it? Yeah,
1: maybe, may, it might be squash. You've told me this before. Squash, I think. Is oh, it I think is. you're right. And so like they plant them together and they all like have a symbiotic type of relationship in a way, I'm probably misusing that term, but basically they all benefit from each other. Maybe I'm not. I think that's pretty solid. I think you are right on the money. So um, in ways that, like, how could they have known that? Now in science, they can do a lot of tests and they can say, hey, the this makes the phosphorus that that needs, and that makes the nitrogen that needs, that gives the other things something to climb. That blocks the sunlight to keep the soil from drawing. So it's like, basically, long story short, scientifically, that's like if you had a group of scientists trying to figure out what three you should put together, that would be it. Mm-hmm. So they figured it out before the scientific method, yeah, yeah. which means, which is awesome because they, they lived off the land and they were probably just, you know, the scientific method making the hypothesis is is just like being aware of your observations and your inferences and then you form a, a good hypothesis. Mm-hmm. And then you see if that, that hypothesis stands up in your conclusion. So like they were in a way doing the scientific method just because they were so observant yeah. and they would try something. And so that's how they had it. So- it's funny they were doing science before science existed.
0: And they had hundreds of years to notice, like, you know what? When we plant these crops close together, this one kind of suffers, or this one does this, or, you know. Yeah. Or they notice, oh, But imagine
1: what. how much they had to do. Oh, yeah. And then, and then it was basically, you know, before you could share that information around through a, a journal or a periodical, they, you know, word of mouth, and, you know, you had people go into... Uh, it's just neat that they were doing science before science. Oh,
0: yeah, and they were brilliant in a... M- million ways. Exactly. Man, we exactly. should Exactly. That's thinking.
1: that's my big problem with ancient aliens on History Channel. Uh I, I like to crap on that show a lot because <laughs> of this. Just because a uh, civilization way back when did something, you can't just say something great, something awesome like a obelisk thing, what is that called? Yeah. Like, obelisk? Yeah, obelisk. And then Machu Picchu then, yeah, yeah, and then the pyramids and stuff like that like you don't have to say aliens had to help them. They were just smart people that had less distraction from technology that we have that that just they had a problem and and they solved it. They were just smart. So we're we're crapping on smart people by saying, "Yeah, some spaceship came and helped them figure that out." It's like Maybe they just thought about it a lot. Our brains aren't that mo- different, aren't different at all, really. No, 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 they haven't changed in how long, it's yeah. <laughs> so, we, we, it's just, it's just an inflation of our modern day society to where like we are so smart, they were dumb, it had to be aliens that helped them. It's really a slap in the face to some smart people way back in the ancient times, yeah. That's what I've always thought about that show. Sorry for the diehard <laughs> fans of that show. <laughs> I love to watch it just because it's so interesting. It, it, it's, so if you look at it as entertainment, sure, fine, that's fine, But but you can't, just say, "Oh, a bunch of dumbasses had to have help from greenheads." <laughs> I just love the guy with the tall hair. Yeah, and
0: then I most of all, David Childress. <laughs> so what you'll find is there was
1: not even enough room to put a razor in between the sections and the rocks and Machu Picchu. Yeah, David Childress. had to be aliens. Couldn't be somebody that figured out, "Hey, let's make that fit really tight." <laughs> Couldn't have said that at all. (laughs) This crack will be so tight, you won't break your mother's back.
0: Ooh, good throwback to the crack. Throw it back to the crack. Crack is whack. So, all right. So, uh, yeah, the Romans, seven years. uh, If you broke a mirror, the last thing, this is kind of cool. If you broke a mirror and the last thing it reflected was your image before it broke then you'd have to endure seven long years of bad luck.
1: But That's probably every mirror ever broken. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dang it, Joe. But yeah, it would be seven years of bad luck before your uh, like seven-year cycle would start over again. Um, what most folks aren't aware of, though, is that there are actually several remedies one can do so that they can bypass that seven-year
1: spell. Oh, okay, I'm taking notes. Here we are.
0: You could take the broken pieces from your mirror and bury them by the light of the moon for one, Mm, not
1: doing that. Go. Next.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or you could take one of the pieces to a cemetery and touch it to a tombstone.
1: Mm, yeah, easier, but I'm not driving all over the cemetery. Next. Okay.
0: You'll have to do this one. I found one account that claimed some believed that if you did not touch the broken glass for a period of seven hours, that too would break the spell of bad luck. So oh, just, there it is. You just got to leave shattered glass in your home for seven hours. Okay. I hope no one steps yeah.
1: on it. Yeah. That works. I can do that one. I'm not going to find some tombstone.
0: Well, <laughs> not as well known as the additional superstition that says if your mirror breaks into tiny pieces, your luck will be smaller than if it breaks into large pieces.
1: Oh, luck will be smaller. Yeah, like I guess less, less, less okay. bad luck. So break it, break it good. Yeah, if you're gonna break a mirror, break the shit out of it. Okay, that's good. Good advice.
0: The mirror itself was a powerful tool to the ancient Greeks. It was their common. Uh, it was common for them to consult mirror seers. You know, like mirror, mirror on the wall, yeah. tell me who's the. Eh. Uh, who predicted their fortunes by analyzing their reflections. As the historian Milton Goldsmith explained in his book, Signs, Omens, and Superstitions, in 1918, divination was performed by means of water and a looking glass. This was called cataptromacy. Okay. That's really it. The mirror was dipped. That's a $5 word. Cat, cap, cataptromacy. The mirror was dipped into the water, and a sick person was asked to look into the glass. If his image appeared distorted, he was likely to die. If it was clear, he would live. Oh, wow. I guess it just all came down to how the water trickled down off the
1: mirror. Or fate. Or fate. (laughs) Imagine somebody working in a mirror factory. You know that mirrors have to get broken all the time. So they're probably, if if they're superstitious, they're probably not going to work there. No, I want hazard pay for this shit. Yeah, because I mean, so it's going to come down the line and then there's probably like a mirror inspector that looks at it and that's... That's a job I could really see myself doing. But anyway. <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> you, I've heard that before somewhere. That's not really? my brain. I've heard that before somewhere. <laughs> but anyway, after he inspects the mirror, he's just going to toss it and break it. And they're going to grind up those pieces and put it back into the mirror Supply You know And melt it back down And make a new mirror mm-hmm. I would think That's mm-hmm. what they do I watch how it's made All the time I do too That's, That's my w- show That's my show I use to fall asleep
0: And you're like Why do I care about How a golf ball's made And then 10 minutes show You're like This is the most Interesting yeah, exactly.
2: thing exactly <laughs> Yeah I like that you said It's the show you use To fall asleep I do I do
1: <laughs> I love the guy Brooks uh, Brooks something Is the narrator And he, I, I only watch The episodes with him There's there's another narrator I don't like it as much But he's the Primarily Like 90% of the episodes You'll ever see It's with him narrating. Uh, Moore, I think Brooks Moore is his name. But anyway, uh, yeah, so they've got to grind that down. Like every, how it's made, like the excess is put back in for a later batch. You know? So like, yeah, how you say that? Yeah. Anyway.
0: Um, there are also mirror superstitions in other cultures, like in Russia and India, where it is believed looking into a broken mirror could bring bad luck.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah. Also, I thought it was worth mentioning, you know, that thing everyone believes that your body sells. Oh, I did. I wrote this down. Good. This is going to answer all the shit we were talking about <laughs> earlier. Totally regenerating every seven years so that you are essentially a new person. That's bullshit, is what I wrote here. (laughs) So earlier, I was like, it's kind of true, so I'm contradicting my own self. It's okay. Look, I typed these notes like three weeks ago. No, I understand. We have 50 to 75 trillion cells in our body, and they all regenerate at different rates. Mm -hmm. And some, not at all. Like I said earlier, brain cells and the cells that make up your eyes, lenses, and your tooth enamel never regenerate.
1: Obviously, yeah. Oh, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Come have, on. Having science said, was right in front of us.
0: <laughs> having said all that, I wonder if the myth somehow grew from the old Roman belief that you... Uh... So, yeah, I take back what I said earlier when I said it was kind of true. It's bullshit.
1: Yeah, because I, it, you're like, well, I'm not going to brush my teeth because in seven years, these babies are new. <laughs> <laughs> have a new pair of pearly whites. No, mine have been a coffee stain for quite a few years. <laughs> yeah, that's solid science. Good job, Joe. Yeah,
0: Thanks for listening, everybody. Good night. And uh, that probably wraps up our superstitions. We'll close that one out for a little while. Yep. Night-night.